Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio. First and foremost, sir, happy Veterans Day. Thank you, sir. Uh, Love to hear that. It didn't happen many years ago, but it does now, and that's that's very rewarding. Well, thank you for your service, and thank you for your service. If you're listening, sir, from the bottom of my heart, uh, for your service to our country, and that should be said to you, 365, not just once a year. Theoretically, that is the case. Realistically, that does not happen. Well, I'm trying my best to make sure it's happening year-round, <laughs> so we'll continue to do that. Um, unfortunately for prep football, that's not year-round. It will come to an end for some tonight, and we do have some local representation as the uh, season continues, don't we? For the losers, it does come to an end. That's the way the system works. These are the district playoffs, and of course, starting with the first of the district playoffs in Game 10 on the schedule, and everybody has a Game 10, the losers are finished. However, there are many who have come through. The big game closest to the city will be in Nixa, and it'll be cold, but they will play tonight. There are no weather problems other than the cold and maybe a little damp, but over and above that, Nixa and Lee's Summit North. They play for the district championship and for the winners, and this is the winners in every district. The competition then goes to next Saturday. That's when they'll all play. Now, in the, cl- in the case, I should say, of Class 6, they'll be the semifinals next week. That's the state semifinals. That's because Class 6, which is the largest class, but that's the largest in terms of enrollment, not the number of schools. It is the smallest of the classes in terms of schools. So they go right to the semifinals. For the others, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, it is the quarterfinals, and they'll all be next Saturday. And yes, we have very good representation in there. At least we'll find that out tonight. There's some key matchups, but the one closest to the city is Nixa and Lee Summit in Nixa. Let's go, Nixa. Get that dub. I want to hear some good news tomorrow. All right. Speaking of which, the Missouri State Football Bears are in town tomorrow to play their final home game. And uh, that's probably going to be it for them after this, huh? It's a disappointing season, no question. The final home game, not their final game. They have another one at Indiana State next Saturday, and that'll be the season finale. Everybody thought that uh, the Bears would be going on to the playoffs after this, but that is not the case. They won't qualify this year, and that in and of itself is a big disappointment. So what is at stake tomorrow when they kick off at 2 o'clock? Well, for the Bears, pride and confidence. It is senior day, so the... Individuals who are in their final year of eligibility will be playing their last home game, and hopefully the fans will turn out to see that. Secondly, though, it is a big one for Youngstown State because the visitors, the Penguins from Youngstown, Ohio, are in the playoff picture. They are 6-3 and three on the year. They are a pretty good football team. I wouldn't call them great, but they are pretty good, and they have beaten teams that have, in fact, beaten the Bears. So we will find this out. 2 o'clock is when they'll kick it off. Bears went to Youngstown State last year and got upset by the Penguins. A little payback in store. I would as love well. that. <laughs> but they'll kick it off at 2 o'clock. Yes, it's going to be on the chilly side, but it's also deer hunting season, so if you're out hunting deer, you can go to a football game as well. And go find Ned on the sideline, give him a big hug, and keep him warm because he could use <laughs> There'll be just a giant uh, pile around Ned keeping him warm. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> just go find him. He's not hard to miss. All right. Now, something that hasn't. Uh, been disappointing, and that is college soccer for Missouri State. They've had some incredible teams, more specifically the females recently. Bears and Lady Bears have done very well. Now, they're one week behind in their scheduling. That's by design. 
The ladies are in the first round of the NCAA National Championship, and they have qualified this year. They're playing in Fayetteville, Arkansas at 6.30 this evening, and of course, they're playing Arkansas. And this again, Mike, is a one-and-done situation. You lose, and your season's finished. But for the Lady Bears soccer team to be in the playoffs, that is really, really very good. For the guys, they are in the conference championship, and the conference championships are being held here in town. Began last night, the Bears played Bradley, beat Bradley 2-0. That graduates the Bears to the championship game of the Missouri Valley Conference, which will be Sunday afternoon at the Betty and Bobby Allison Field, which is just opposite the JQH Arena. Beautiful soccer complex. And the Bears will be playing Evansville for the championship. And that'll be Sunday afternoon. The winner of that one, right on to the NCAA Men's National Tournament. Exciting stuff. At least we do have some area representation there, even though it's soccer. Before we get into this, we were talking about uh, Pete Rose being able to be the first person to legally gamble in Ohio January 1. What do you think about that, sir? Well, you knew that the casino that is opening up there, who wanted some publicity about that, they would go to Rose. And Rose is from Cincinnati, so he would not deny that at, at any circumstance. And it's, you know, I understand the publicity factor behind it. Why isn't he in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Because he violated a rule that had been in place forever and ever and ever. Uh, he will be, in my opinion, but it'll be after he is gone from this earth. That's a shame. That's a shame. And Rose, I'm going to say Rose is, he, he's either my age or maybe maybe a year or two younger. So, you know, he's approaching the end of the trail. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's unfortunate. There are guys in there that have done, in my opinion, worse than he did. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You mess with the organization's money like that, and they're always going to come for you. And it just sucks he's never going to see that in his lifetime. All right. Major League Baseball free agent market wide open, and we're going to see some shuffling, aren't we? Already have seen some. Of course, the biggest name that everybody is is looking at is Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees. He did not sign with the Yankees, so indeed he is a free agent. They're looking all over. Hey, the guy hit 62 home runs this year and had 131 RBIs. Judge is from the San Francisco area. Went to college at Fresno State. And he is looking, and so are the Giants, covetously at going back there. That's not to say he will, because there are going to be any number of other teams. I'll tell you who'd love to have him, if the Yankees can't get him back, is the Boston Red Sox. Here is Judge, who is six foot seven, folks, can hit the ball forever, and he would have that big green monster in left field to take aim at. Oh, I think he'd love that. But, but. It's all about money, and I think Judge will command an awful lot. He's just one. There's so many others who are on that list, including one yesterday that kind of surprised me a little bit. Justin Verlander from the World Series champion Houston Astros did not sign, turned down his contract, said I'm going to be a free agent. Verlander's not a kid. He's almost 40 years old, if not 40. And he's got to understand, and I think he does, that circumstances are such that there may not be a clamoring at the door for him, and yet there may be for one year, and that may be all that he wants. But whatever Verlander is on that group, so is Jacob deGrom from the New York Mets, who is much younger and a big-time flamethrower, although he has been injured. Clayton Kershaw from the Los Angeles Dodgers is a free agent. I suspect he will go elsewhere. Now, he's also another one who's approaching the end of his career and trying to make the most of it while he can, but Those are just a few. Free agent market and the list of free agents is huge. And I think it's probably going to be a very busy market now as the the months go on. They can take whatever they want and look whatever direction they want. It's it's really wide open scene. 
before we move on into uh, some of the games this Sunday for the NFL, your thoughts on uh, Dan Snyder's situation with the uh, lawsuit? I think it's a given that he will be selling this team somewhere along the line. There are any number of individuals who have expressed interest in it, but the price tag, dear heavens, I think it's $7 billion. Yeah, well, it's a pro team, um, but uh, if there is a cover-up and they can find out that he covered up, this might go all the way to the top, and this might bring old Raj down. And I'm excited about that. Raj ain't going to come down. Come on. <laughs> Raj is a lawyer, and he knows how to play the the role pretty well. Uh, if it does turn out that way, Dan Snyder is headed to prison. If he, in fact, fooled with the fans and took their money. and You know, the way they work it in the National Football League is that every team in a game, the home team gets to keep 60% of the gate, and the visiting team gets 40 That doesn't mean that when they leave Sunday, they get their 40%. No, it's done at the end of the season. <laughs> there are ways to cook the books when that that happens. Yes. Snyder may have. Let's qualify that. May have done that. That's what he's accused of. Who who knows what really? Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch that. Hopefully they do bring Rods down. I hate that guy. All right. One of the games this Sunday does have historic value, Ned. What is it? Yeah, this is an interesting game because it is the very first one ever played in Munich, Germany. You knew that was going to happen. That game was scheduled last summer. The two teams weren't. They were decided a little bit later on. But this is Tampa Bay versus Seattle. Now, what makes this interesting, it's the first time since these games have been played in Europe, and most of them, if not all, have been played in Great Britain. Well, it's the first time it's two your division the leaders sports with Ned have Reynolds ever played and Mike each other. Wait, from Tampa Bay the cave. is a division leader? Seattle is a division leader? They sure are. Tampa Bay's under 500, but they are they are leading. Also, it's, it's historic in a lot of respects. Tom Brady, in his career, is 3-0. and oh. Three wins, no losses, quarterbacking in Europe. All those wins came with the New England Patriots. Now he's there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What makes it even more interesting is if Tampa Bay wins this game, Tom Brady becomes the first quarterback in history to have won games in four different countries. USA, Great Britain, Germany, and Mexico. I hope he doesn't win because he doesn't need any more titles or accolades. The most average quarterback ever has got the most awards. It just blows my mind. All uh, right. You can't say that because of the Super Bowls. Well, that, again, you, he, he, you, he were surrounding himself with great guys. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's an average quarterback. Look at his stats. Prove me wrong. But he's Mike, an average quarterback. He still had to play. He won, I know. He won, I, Like I said all the time, I know he's got the rings, but again, it wasn't just him that got him there. And again, look at his stats. As far as a player in Individual as his stats are, he's average. But so don't mi- give him any more accolades. because of the team's efforts. I, he had to direct that team, and that's what he did. Well, maybe he'd make a better coach. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Whatever. How about a husband? You're, you're just poking the bear right now, Ned. Come on. I thought we were friends. I loved it. I loved it. All right. It. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday in a very, very rare noon game, which means I'm going because I finally get to go to another afternoon game at Arrowhead Stadium. But uh, if you're going up there, it's going to be mid-20s on Sunday, and you should prepare for the cold. Ned's going to be in here. Nice and warm, probably with a hot toddy, nice little uh, blanket, and uh, Ned Talk starts at 10. Well, that's cold preparing for the gold. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I know you very well, sir. <laughs> yeah, we have we have our pre-pregame show at 10 o'clock. Euphemistically called Ned Talk. It starts at 10 right here on the cave. 
goes from 10 to 11. Then the Chiefs pregame show from 11 to 12. And then the game itself, which is the Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City. Nine and a half point favorite. I'm not going to go so far as to say this is a trap game because I don't believe it is. I think Kansas City is ready for everything they face. But Jacksonville's not a pushover, folks. This team can play. No, they are not great. Yes, the Chiefs should win. But you can't take anybody lightly in the NFL. No, and you know, I was having this conversation with someone last night after the several years of being uh, the head coach of the Chiefs and seeing how Andy Reid coaches. Um, one thing that I, I really have come to understand is that he plays to he plays down to his team. He doesn't the the Chiefs don't go out on the field and just boom and the engine starts and they run. He always plays to his an opponent in how he feels like he needs to play down to that opponent whether they're a 10 and 5 team or a 1 and 10 team he doesn't matter and sometimes that's great i think it worked for us thank god against the tennessee game but it bit us in the ass in indianapolis i think you're misterming that it's not playing down it's pacing yourself okay well but yeah but i, I would say i would call it the but same Mike, thing you have to do that when you play 17 games yeah. against the toughest competition in the world you're getting the hell beaten out of you by other players you do have to pace yourself and in the case of Andy Reid, now I'm not being negative about that at all. 14 years as the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. 14 years. Great years at the very beginning, Super Bowl level teams. Then they gradually faded. Now, why was that? Was it because of the administration? Was it because of the way the general manager handled the team? Was it because of Andy's coaching? Who knows? But the <laughs> the Eagles fired him, and 30 seconds later, he had a new job. So I think probably his pedigree as a coach is pretty good. Absolutely. And you look at all the other guys in the NFL that are coaching based on Andy Reid's school of coaching football. So he's a player's coach. He's a great coach. And I'm so thankful every single day I put on a Chiefs hat, he's in Kansas City, Ned. Need to be more thankful that Patrick Mahomes is there. I know. It's all part. Hey, back to what we were talking about with the GOAT. It's all part of a bigger picture, my man. All the pieces fall into place. Again, Ned, happy Veterans Day, sir. Thank you for your service. And veterans, guys, thank you as well. Thank you, sir.